together with Martin, I want to make the best film we can, the most entertaining film we can. And it's not a question of redefining, but it's a question of taking it somewhere, maybe where it's never gone before. You know, if you think about Bond, where he ends up now, where he is, his, his view of women, his attitude towards women, his killer instinct, everything else, uh, to arrive at that point, I think you have to have gone through a fairly... Um, what's the word, a fairly tough kind of arc to arrive at that point. And the, uh, the arc we're talking about is what Casino Royale is about. Uh, welcome to the James Bond Complex. My name is Matt. My name is Edgar. We're a James Bond podcast where we cover the entire James Bond phenomenon from Fleming to film and Everything in between. Oh, everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight, or tomorrow morning, or whenever you listen to this show, we are revisiting. This is our Redux series. That we Reloaded. Do. Reloaded. So Reloaded series. Uh, I don't know if we'll cover all the movies we covered, but it's especially mm. like the first couple of ones we we felt we we didn't get enough give them enough love. I no, think. well, we were much more restrictive with what we did in the early days. We didn't want episodes to go longer than an hour, and if they did, went longer than an hour, not more than maybe say an hour and fifteen, something like that. Um, and so, however, as of what late last year, early this year, we started realizing, well, why are we restricting ourselves on the movies? That's what we know the most of. You know, from the books, comics, video games, sure, but we know the movies inside and out. Why would we limit ourselves to an hour? So, I believe with Majesties, that was our first two-parter, and it worked. Uh, we got decent feedback. People, nobody complained, anyways. Nobody complained. <laughs> nobody, nobody said, "Hey, you guys are just trying to squeeze this thing as much as you can." Like nobody said that. Um, it worked. They're fun to edit because I have a little particular way of editing them. Um, that being said, that was only late last year. A lot of episodes, I went back in our calendar, in our uh, catalog, pardon me. You know, some of them are like an hour 20, an hour 30. Like, do we want to redo a movie review that we spent an hour and a half on? Eh, maybe not. But there are some early ones that are, frankly, compared to what we do today, they're really short. Yeah. And three came to mind. Uh, one of them was Casino Royale, the very first film review we ever did which is a little over an hour long, Live and Let Die, which is like a shocking 50 minutes or something like that. Like That is unacceptable. I, I, unacceptable. Did I edit that episode? I don't remember. <laughs> I think I did that because you know me. I, I'm like harsh with scissors. It's snip, 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 snip. And there's A View to a Kill, which I got mi- I think I got Avtac mixed up with Live and Let Die. I thought Avtac was like the 50-minute one. It's actually a little longer than an hour you know me, but I'm short. always good to talk F-Tag all I know. the time. I know you are. Oh, I'll talk three hours F-Tag. I don't mind. I might not have as many nice things to say about it, but I'll still talk about it for three hours. Good, bad, it's all wonderful to me. I sex love- and pizza, that's what James Bond is. Exactly. Even when it's, I've had better sex, I've eaten better pizza. Still sex and still got laid, still had pizza. <laughs> uh, so that's what James Bond is, basically. So um, we're starting with, you know, we'll start, well, since there are those three mo- three films we have in mind, let's start with the one we recorded the longest ago, which is Casino Royale, which is kind of false because we did Casino Royale in concert and then talked about Casino Royale in French. 
It's true. It's a movie we've covered the most, but you know what? I'm always game. As much as I'm always game for for more of you to a kill, I'm also game for more. Because you know what? Yeah, Yeah, I know. And uh, no plot synopsis. Do you remember your first impression when they announced that Pierce was not coming back? That I don't remember very distinctly. Because that was at a period in my life where I still liked James Bond, but I wasn't a hardcore fan necessarily. I had uh, semi-let go of it for a while. Uh, that was a different time, more foolish times. Um, I, I remember hearing about it. I, I remember when they had started shooting Casino Royale and they started showing pictures of the new James Bond. And I certainly felt he looked very different from what I knew of James Bond. What about you? I do remember the controversy. I remember CraigNotBomb.com, but even then I kind of knew it was... Uh, silly 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 idea to try and convince a studio to recast an actor uh, bring the other guy they had before back and sort of stop everything that they had started I, 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 was i excited about daniel craig I, honestly i didn't know him that well i was excited about what i the, the little tidbits of information about the script people who read it everyone seemed to think they really had something special and that got me excited It actually got me excited. And I remember reading articles on the last run-up before uh, Craig got announced. Uh, there was a stuntman in there. There were multiple people that ended up not getting the part. Yeah, well, you can only hire one actor when you yeah. hire anyone. The, the uh, chapter in uh, Some Kind of Hero is extremely enlightening in that regard, what the casting process was like and, and the names that are dropped in that chapter. Some of them I'm less familiar with, like Rupert Friend, and there's an uh, Alex McLonin and something like that. Actors I'm not really familiar Rupert with. Rupert Friend seems to ring a bell. Distant bell. Yeah. Uh, but then they say stuff like Ewan McGregor. They stay, say stuff like Sam uh, Worthington. Uh, they say stuff like uh, Henry Cavill, who apparently they really liked. Uh, Henry Cavill, I heard. Henry Cavill, I think, was dismissed because they felt he was too young. Yeah, he was like 22. Maybe, maybe. We'll never know. We'll they didn't we'll go for him. Know, they didn't go for him. But, uh, yeah, no, that that rumors. it's not a rumor. It's it's fact. Henry Cavill did a screen test. What I also thought was really fun about that part of the chapter of Some Kind of Hero was um, the people, I think Evergreen uh, reveals that these aren't just any screen tests. Okay, The director's there. Apparently, uh, Phil Mayhew shot it. Uh Peter Lamont, um, you know, prepped the set a little bit. David Arnold scored music oh, to it. Really? Uh, oh, no. It's like they may, apparently on the Bond movies, in their, unless they know exactly who they want, they just go out and get them, which is probably like your Christoph Waltz or something like that. But apparently when they go through their casting process and they bring people in, they shoot, like they make a short film with this person. Uh, they don't, I believe like the line is something like, they don't reel a dozen people in a day. It's one actor for the whole day. And we're going to shoot a bunch of things with you. Uh, we're going to shoot an action scene. We're going to shoot a drama scene. We're going to shoot a love scene. And, and it's going to be lit by the movie cinematographer. The set is going to be prepared by the movie set designer. The director is going to be there. And whoever we hire to do the music is going to score 
what we that, shot. That's actually impressive that they got the David Arnold to score. Yeah, that's that's really un, awesome. That's really unexpected because I've you know I've seen Batman screen test. I've seen Christian Bale in Val Kilmer's old uh, rubber suit, and I've you know they, 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 I know they've done stuff like that, but usually it's just like mock up. It's 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 not really it's imperfect, but this. And I've seen some stills of Daniel Craig with longer hair, sort of a screen test, uh, shirtless, and mm. I was like, uh, that, I, I, I was expecting just to be another screen test, but they're telling me this is a, a full production, basically. Pretty much, yeah. They, uh, you know, if 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 you have a whole day to yourself to prove yourself, and and you'll shoot multiple scenes, and it's solid production values, and uh, and they don't always choose. Like everybody says, oh yeah. They'd shoot, you know, the, my name is, I'm Tanya, I'm James Bond, you know, guns, guns offend me or whatever. Like, no, they don't just shoot that. Apparently, for Casino Royale, one of the uh, scenes was the Dryden scene. That was one of the screen test scenes. Oh. Yeah. So, again, don't quote me on a quote, A.J. Chowdhury and Matthew Field. But, I mean, it's a great book. I, I go back to that book so often when I, that and the James Bond archives are my two yeah. go-to books, uh, at least for the <laughs> at least for information about movies for which I don't necessarily have making of books. If we ever do a, I don't know, a Majesty's Reloaded or a Living Daylights Reloaded, whether well, the, the the two Charles Helfenstein books, which are like bricks, and they're just about those two movies. Like it's a Living Daylights, 200 pages, Majesty's 200 pages. Everything's in there, though, I must assume. Oh, yeah. But this is about uh, A.J. Chowdhury and, and Matthew Field really did a good job with... Uh, in fact, it's it's such a good job that like sometimes the chapters are only like 20, 25 pages, and you're like, man, if they had just gone on and on and on, <laughs> I would have been loved it, loved it. But uh, yeah, Ewan McGregor, Sam Worthington, Henry Cavill, very interesting names. Very. I you you know one that I remember, and I would have to rewatch uh, the scene, but I remember Clive Owen. And I remember Clive Owen being in a Pink Panther movie. I don't know if the fir the first one, w which Steve Martin, or the second one, but I remember him playing a sort of double O. No, I can't tell. Like that was kind of like the joke, like mm. a George Lazenby right. in the Man from Uncle movie. JB. Yeah, JB. So <laughs> it's, it's it's the car from Under Magic Secret Service. I am Inspector Jacques Clouseau. I am here on a very important case. Boswell, Nigel Boswell, Agent 006. Know what that means? Of course I do. You are one short of the big time. I am, yeah, that, those rumors ended up like not going. They were Hugh Jackman, but those I feel like tab tabloid uh, father. I, you know, honestly, the guy that edited the archives, which is made by the fellow by the name of Paul Duncan, the authors of some kind of hero, guys like Helfenstein. Um, who else comes to mind? Um, honestly, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but Nicholas uh, Susic, Argentinian friend. Uh, he just wrote uh, The World of Goldeneye and uh, and just wrote another one about the whole Pierce Brosnan era. Uh, bon Millennium? Yeah, that, that's, no. that's one I've, I've actually considered buying recently. No, those guys... Uh, I say guys because so far the only books I know are, are Baidu's. Although I think actually there are a few female editors at the James Bond archives, to be fair. But, uh, you know, those those people, th those are the real historians. Like, they, those people go deep. So stuff like, oh yeah, Hugh Jackman did a screen test. 
it's not in any of the books I've read, so maybe, but... You know, that when, feels like BS to me. When those guys say you and McGregor screen tested, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to take that as fact, you know? Yeah. Obi-Wan I, Kenobi. I, that would have been weird. Like, He's a good yeah, actor. Yeah, It's rare that the actors that can play more than one iconic character, I think. of I can only think of two actors, Harrison Ford mm. and Sylvester Stallone. Hmm. If you count Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch from Predator to be as iconic no. as, you know, oh, I, you know what? I might include him Conan and the Terminator, but mm. well, I wouldn't call Conan a role. <laughs> ben Affleck, Batman and Daredevil, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern, yeah, and uh, what's his face, Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. One, you see, one got a sequel. The other uh, nope. is a joke. Nope. So yeah, interesting. Uh, although, the, the, have you done any a little bit of reading on what happened to Pierce? It's it's funny. It's it's still sort of up in the air about who was an uh, who was a dick to who, when when when. From what I read, it's he, he was let go and he was just like oh, okay. But their book suggests suggest, the reporters they do their digging, but you know, their book says that. There was a conversation after that phone call. They had lunch. And maybe Pierce Brosnan was asking for too much. Maybe they lowballed him. But it didn't go well. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was unaware of a post, that famous phone call that Pierce always cites. You know, you know, I did not know there was a, they had lunch after that. Just like as a one final appeal that obviously failed. But uh yeah, sometimes you read these things. It's like, well, nobody really talks about this. Maybe Brosnan doesn't want to. Maybe, maybe it. Maybe that lunch went really bad. <laughs> he doesn't want to bring it up because he's because he, these days he's more than happy to bring up the, the fact that he's James Bond or was James Bond rather. It's not. There can't I, be. I I I think he perhaps might have wanted to extend his contract. For at least one more movie, because I think deep down he's not, and he said that in multiple interviews, he's not very proud of the movies he's made. Like I, I, I would actually defend half of his catalog strongly, uh, the second half not as strongly, and one of them in particular not mm. strongly at all. And mm. that's the movie he, 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 this final appearance as James Bond is up there in the the worst. Well, mm. none of them leave on the. They high do tend mode. to go out on, a, on a whimper. Sean, Roger, Pierce, you know, Dalton's a little bit different, and we'll see with Daniel Craig. But yeah, more more often than not, they go out on a, on a whimper. On a whimper, and so it's it's always a little bit embarrassing, and yeah, Diana Di was such a drastically different movie than what Casino Royale ended up being. Uh, just. Think about it. Like you got space lasers, you mm. have CGI all over the place. In that is a little crazy. And and they knew that from everything I've I've read this week. I'm sounding like I spent the whole week reading. I read like two books, but and chapters, two chapters in two books. <laughs> but yeah, and they realized that as well. They realized like if they push it any further than die another day, it's gonna just go totally bonkers. Um, they always know when to push. Like retreat from what where they mm. are, they've always had the taste for that. However, so, there was something that almost came out of Die Another Day that became a rally, and that was the Jinx spinoff. Oh, 
do you have more information about the Jinx? A little bit of inf- more information on the Jinx spinoff. Again, I'm going to quote some kind of hero. Um, I, I read that, and then I read the James Bond archives. And while the archives are good, it's a good chapter. It's a, a couple little nuggets here or there, but it was a lot of repetition for some, or I don't know, whichever came first. But you know, I didn't gain much new oh, information when I read afterwards the archives. But... Um, yeah, they really started working on a script. A, they started working on a script that was Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. Of course. Uh, and, and B, and they are quoted in this chapter, they brought it down to earth. It was not the jinx we saw in Die Another Day. It was a jinx that was more like a Euro thriller uh, with more like hardcore action in it. And Lee Tamahori was interested in directing but apparently the studio execs at MGM sort of let, they, they fumbled the ball and they thought, well, apparently they were worried about a female-led action hero and this and that. So, But apparently it was like pretty kind of last minute when they said, no, we're not going to do this. And Babs was furious, according to that book. Well, you t- anytime you spend working on a project and have it yank. At the last second, it, 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 I I understand her emotion. It's it's, it's perfectly reasonable. But the, how long how long into like pre production did did they get? When was it? mostly skip writing? From my from what I understand is mostly skip script writing. Uh, when exactly? It's it's not. Uh, the other day is two thousand and two. They're writing a script in two thousand and three, and in two thousand and four is when Sony. Uh, Pierce is thanked in 2004, I think. Yeah. And the Sony acquisition of MGM and... and so 2004-ish. Yeah. So they haven't yet ca- recast James Bond. So Pierce is still... I'm in the time of no. everything and or nothing, I guess. The, yeah, pretty much. The well, the Casino Royale... The 007 screen tests for Casino Royale are in the summer of 2005. And remember, Daniel Craig's on that boat riding down the Thames on, on my birthday, on October f- 14th. The screen tests are happening that summer. Oh. So, yeah, there's a lot going on from MGM, again, in money issues and needing Sony. Edgar, I gotta, gotta stop you. Did you tell everyone when your birthday was? I'm editing this episode, so it's fine. Oh, I, I beg to defer, sir. <laughs> um. Yeah, so there's a lot going on. I mean, how could there not be a lot going on? There's four years between Die Another Day and Casino Royale, plus an actor, a change in actor. Uh, but change in actor, studio in, in financial straits needs needs to be bought out. That ends up being Sony. And they're like really close to greenlighting a Jinx movie, which apparently is not going to look at all like what we saw in Die Another Day. So there's a lot going on. And Obi-Wan could have been James Bond. So there's a lot going on. <laughs> That's the funniest one. Uh, I remember the, the, the trailer, actually, the teaser trailer, because I remember during the shoot, they were they're shooting the movie, there was multiple rumors. At one point, like, got, Craig got punched by one of his stuntmen. I <laughs> actually, like... Oh, chipped a tooth. Yeah, he chipped a um, tooth, but apparently it was just to loosen, like, it just got hurt pretty bad. And there were jokes. You know, the the, the stunt where um, he backs up against the cars uh, in uh, in Bahamas, mm. in, the, in the parking lot of the hotel, that shtick was interpreted by people who saw the shooting happen uh, as oh Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig can't drive so that, oh were you serious yes I remember reading something that people didn't know it was yeah it's meant to be a joke wow 
I don't know, people people really wanted to hate Craig as Bond and that stopped I think the moment they they showed the trailer it stopped for most people the, 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 that trailer really shot a lot of people up I think another based on my research that changed their opinion something else changed their opinion uh, again, going back to my favorite source, uh, they they weren't too keen on releasing too much of the movie as they were shooting it, but for, a photographer snapped Daniel Craig as he's coming out of the water, <laughs> and it leaked. And initially, everybody was furious about it, but then the word on the street was like, wow, he looks amazing. Oh, yeah. And that's when it started. But I'm sure the teaser trailer, which is a great teaser trailer, by the way, it is fantastic. I'm sure that's really what sealed the deal. But the, uh, I remember seeing that first picture of him coming out of the water and it has a, it has a duck. Like when you first see that picture, and I, I remember seeing one of the comments and people say it has doctrinal feel, like the blue powder blue. Mm. They, they brought the powder blue back. That's yep. always something in early Bond. That's an essential. Essential. And I'm like, yeah, that, that was kind of cool. It's a cool screaming trunk. I would love to eventually be able to pull it off. Eventually, I will. You will. I will. Trailer came out and... I remember also the marketing on the website, and that's not something people bring up. And I wish that I, I saved the website somehow. I could access the website because there were stuff on the website. You had Bond's report. You had like little audio. I remember that you Bones could report. hear like people. Ah, oh, Bond is like more loner and blah blah blah. And I remember certain details about his interpretation. Like he had this birth date. You had his training in the military. And these, didn't he? If you maybe your memory is fresher than my own, it's not on the website anymore. But yeah, I seem to remember. I definitely remember his bio. Yes, and I remember what struck me out about that bio was how contemporary it was. Like yes, it was. Casino Royale is two thousand six, and apparently he was he was searching for weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, which is like two thousand and two or two thousand and three. I can't remember that, but I remember. They mentioned his parents. That's something that was in the report. But the uh, it's been years. You know what? Probably someone, probably somewhere, saved that information. And it's probably on his wiki page, like the James Bond wiki for yeah. the Daniel Craig. Yeah, they're version, good. They're good. That some of you probably saved. I remember there having a there there was a poker table on that website for a while. Mm. Like you can bet actual money. You could only like use fake money. But I remember spending some time. Oh on, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. I remember that unless I misremembering that someone will tell me if I am. Nice. And remember, there was something with the, the marketing. They were they they were getting sort of doing explaining spy tricks. And there was one where you had two person they sort of tore a, a playing card apart, and you you, you the, to, in order to meet your contact, you had to meet match the and they, oh. they said that you. The, the card couldn't be duplicated. It's something that was really pre- sort of low-tech, but really precise. And it's something like I was expecting to see in the movie because in the trailer, the teaser trailer, the first one... <laughs> Which we watched earlier. Yeah, for one second, I think it's Dimitrios, like somebody wearing brown pants and a white shirt, uh, sort of long longer cuffs. And uh, so that person tears a card apart and... I'm like, oh, that's going to be the, the thing that I saw on the website. It's going to be in the movie. It's going to mm. be in the movie. It's going to be cool. 
and it's 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 nothing. There's a lot of stuff in the the first trailer that is not at all. Not in, about a lot of uh, stuff. There's, we know that there's a lot of stuff that they cut, but that th- there's that shot. There's a shot of uh, Evergreen and Bond uh, sort of frolicking on the beach. That's not in the movie. Um, and making out in the in the water. That's not in the movie. It's not in the movie. It's not in the movie. Huh. I unless I'm mistaken. I have to rewatch that sequence. Don't think it's a movie. Hmm. I rewatched it, and it's not a movie. Okay. Now you're making me doubt myself. Uh, but there's uh, scenes uh, with, uh, uh, but I think they they put it in a video game. That's one thing. They that movie was supposed to have a video game at one point. That one was in development, and it was canned uh, pretty late. They turned I, it into an online poker game. No, no, no. The, like a actual like I don't know if it was the third. Third, third, third vision or first part, first vision of uh, v, I don't know what the first third, person, first person, um, <laughs> or third person. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Sixth sense, <laughs> sixth sense. No, they, he, you had bond sense and those uh, the everything or nothing. Bond, some, mm. some, so you knew where to like shoot to explode things. That was kind of cool, but no, there was supposed to be an actual casino way on. Some actually, some of the sets are that the the, the course they had built leaked online. I remember seeing some stuff <laughs> leaking online. Oh, you were you were a digger back in the day. Well, just my memory might I, I might be misremembering mis- stuff also, but yeah, it's it's funny. No, I'm I'm actually really happy to um to to hear you say all these things because again, you know. What is it that takes me out of my uh, semi-vacation from James Bond is the night I go see Casino Royale. Like, I know it's coming out. I've seen the posters. I think I've seen the trailer once or twice. But it's really watching Casino Royale on that Saturday. It was a Saturday night that made me go like, right, I love James Bond. That's true. Uh, so yeah, it's awesome hearing these things because that's like, the, as the marketing for that movie is ramping up and I'm noticing it a little bit, see the bio I read after I saw the movie, cause I was like, oh shit, I got to get back into James Bond. Why, why have I been wasting the last few years of my life? <laughs> um, inexcusable, but as the marketing is ramping up. I'm not paying as much attention to it as you are. So it's interesting hearing these things oh, like was... the card game on the website. I had no idea. And but one thing, one thing, and I want to bring it up and I've threatened you with that. And you're like, you were so grumpy when I brought it up and I'm not going to bring the entire thing up. I'll focus one chapter at a time. One chapter at a time. Yeah. Cause it's, it's so far it's a four, four part story. It's going to be a five part story. The Daniel Craig era mm. plotline, which sort of tries to intertwine all this, the, the stories together in one cohesive unit. Tries. It tries, and it fails beautifully. Beautifully, uh, you say. It, oh, it's so miserable. It's not the word I would have used. It's, it's, we'll see what No Time to Die has in store. It's but. Honestly, it's funny, like all contrived, uh, th- that entire storyline is. Um, so you got... And I'm not, I'm not even sure where Blofeld fits into the... No, you don't know where he fits in. I, I don't know... If well, not Blofeld, but I would say probably say Spectre, because I have a theory. Theory now, it's a fan theory that the entire plot of Spectre was for uh, not not Spectre of Casino Royale was a plot for uh, Blofeld 
to actually steal, uh, get money off of Le Chiffre to, in order to finance uh, a Spectre. That money that, that, that uh, um, Le Chiffre takes from the Warlord was not meant to be uh, put, in a, put in a terrorist scheme to make more money. Like That money was to finance Spectre. So the the first layer, because you have, I I, I wish I could show you this. So you have uh, uh, Mr. White, who has, uh, I think his name is uh, Youssef. Youssef. So he hires Youssef to seduce uh, Vesperlin. And after that, he fakes being kidnapped Mm. so that he can then, like uh, Mr. White can actually uh, sort of flip Evergreen, but at the same time, at, at the main, at the same time. But we know so far, so good. This is like we know this. Yeah, we know this. At the same time, Mister White, uh, not Mister Wrong Color, Mister Green is also aware of that 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 element because he mentions yeah. it in Quantum of Solace. He knows about it. He's probably, we probably saw the tape that uh, we found out in Inspector. That's my theory, and I'm looking at you with crazy eyes now. Mm. Okay, at the same time. We have uh, another agent of uh, of Spectre. We have Le Chiffre, who hires uh, what's his name uh, Malaka to um, to to perform a terrorist. No, 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 no. He doesn't hire Malaka. He he he, he uh, the the call to uh, Dimitrios. Yeah. So Dimitrios is like another layer down to get the terrorist. And after that, he, he uh, first hires Malaka. Malaka is being watched by MI6, and that's where Bond comes in. So Bond traps, gets gets uh, Malaka killed, and but just not soon enough. He still transfers the uh, the password to another uh, to another pers- person, and uh, after he's killed, uh, Dimitrios is forced to hire another guy. I think his name is Carlos, the the guy, the security guard. Carlos gets killed. <laughs> the money's lost. Well, Carlo, Carlos lasts up. Carlos is the one. Uh... So Carlos is like a fourth, fourth or fifth mm-hmm. like agent of Spectre. I don't know. If oh, we can... don't even know if they're agents of Spectre anymore. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, Good I... callback, by the way. Agents of Spectre. Agents of Spectre. Still, we're still finding the budget for that. <laughs> <laughs> Meantime, meanwhile, like... La Chiffre like wastes his loses his money, uh, goes to Kiz- like make makes his casino royale bid and then now losing it. Uh, does oh. he, does does Le Chiffre perform a magic show in your in your first? No, ever? no. Uh, after that, oh, we have uh, Obano, Obano, whose money was mm. actually wasted, lost, lost uh, comes to Casino Royale just to like physically threaten. Le Chiffre to like, don't lose. It's my money you're playing with. And at the same time, um, that causes him to get killed by James Bond. <laughs> Oops. You know, instead of plot synopsis, that's my plot synopsis. And after that, you know, what's, what gets confusing is when, what Mr. White, where Mr. White is during all of this. I think Mr. White is, is Mr. White always struck me as uh, a highly professional middleman. He presents Le Chiffre to Obano. Uh, he has uh, people everywhere. You know, he knows about uh, M's bodyguard in Quantum of Solace actually being an agent of Quantum slash Spectre. Who cares at this point? Uh, <laughs> you know, so 
he's also a bit of a hitman. He's also the executioner because he's the one that kills Le Chiffre. So he seems to be a bit of a jack of all trades. He's the ghost that you see Le Chiffre. Um, you'll see Molaka, you'll see Demetrios, you'll never see Mr. White. I have a question for you. Who Gettler, the guy with the high patch, is he working for Blofeld or is he working for Mr. White? Who is, who is he working for? Because that guy has the same job as Mr. White. Which yeah, he's Rick, kind of a... Get the money back. So... Where is he on that entire? It's not revealed. We don't have enough detail about uh, about Gettler. But at the end, at the end, Vesper dies. All the other henchmen die. Only and uh, right there and there, Mister White has the opportunity to kill James Bond. Like he's just grieving over Evergreen. He just needs to like pff, put put one in his brains, and it's finished. No more. It's it's gone. So I. I always wonder why he didn't. Does Mr. White know why Le Chiff had to gamble at Casino Royale? We know because we've seen James Bond mess up his uh, his his uh, tampering with the stock market. Does Mr. White know? From Mr. White knows, this is just some hey. MI6 dude that has foiled Le Chiffre's attempt to get our money back. I don't care about this person. Le Chiffre, however, his time is up. I don't... I've often thought about that. I've often thought about that. Because in the book, in the book, it's more... Uh, it's, well, I, I wasn't told to kill you, so fine. Whereas but he in, lets him go twice. He lets him go uh, in the uh, after the torture, the, the ball busting, and he lets him go after Vesper dies. He could have... Pew, pew. Has the money... He's got the money, but twice as this man has been inter- been messing his mission, and and it's 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 a man that has no problem killing somebody out of cold blood. So I have my theory. Oh, that um, wasn't the theory. No, my theory is that it's Blofeld that that finally can you show me the man who's been uh, messing my my plans and mm. probably sends him with the technology of the like the crappiest gift. Pictures like Lowell Rez picture oh, right. you could you can get, in or the VHS tape or as the we VH- see in Spectre, <laughs> or a VHS. And the, the Blofeld sees that and he's like, no, 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 no. I want to keep him alive because he want now he wants to toy with Bond, but I don't know if it works. I, I, it's a stupid theory because at the same time, well, at least it would blow that dumbass theory that what Blofeld became Blofeld because of James Bond I, like I, I think, hate that theory so much. I've never I never even I never even read that from that Spectre scene I'm like who who sees that scene and says he's Blofeld because of James no he became Blofeld he's already a cray cray and oh look at that I, my I, little I, brother is actually I, th- I think it's more it's more that I think it makes more a little bit it it's it, it doesn't make Spectre that no. entirely much better, but it's it makes that sequence plausible. Yeah, it's like barely more palatable at least. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know who sees that scene and draws that conclusion. I'm like, why? Um, but uh, but the money the money that 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 Mister White recuperates. Brings it back to Blofeld. Blofeld takes that money, and there's a gap between. Nine, like, nine eyes costs a lot. 
Well, that's an expensive operation. I, I, that's a long time term investment. But the thing I think he took that money and from 2006 to 2012 evolved what uh, Quantum was into Spectre. And I think that's during that period that he had his falling out with Mr. White. Mr. White became a sort of a lower tiered uh, character in the, the uh, Spectre organization. Uh, it, the the organization became Spectre. It was no longer Quantum. Yeah, and that probably happens after Quantum of Solace. Like, remember when um, they're driving in the desert there, and uh, at the end of the movie, after the whole, the, after the easily inflate in, in, inflammable hotel blows up, you promised that you let you go. I answered your questions. I told you what you wanted to know about Quantum. Yes, you did. And your friends would know that, so they're probably looking for you. But the good news is, you're in the middle of a desert. Here. I bet you make it 20 miles before you consider drinking that. Goodbye, Mr. Green. Once you got your secret agent that's found out everything about your organization, the few people, possibly Blofeld included, the few people that can't be caught quite just yet because they're a little bit better at hiding in the shadows, they probably go like, well, Quantum's dead. We have to change this. We have to we have to make ourselves unrecognizable again. And I mean, that's where Spectre came. That's... See, I'm actually playing your stupid game now. See, it makes, well, come on, it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> like I see, that's, 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 but even like quantum is sort. That's why quantum works as sort of as a con, continuation of, uh, of of Casino Royale because everything that happened in Casino Royale sort of led to the well. They call it quantum, but quantum is destroyed at the by by your theory right now. Quantum is destroyed by the end of quantum yeah. solace. Everyone was exposed, and it's just a matter of time for them to like be uh, squashed and uh, removed from There's the plane. The field. photographs that Bond takes takes at the opera you know from afar so yeah they're totally exposed so maybe maybe specter as we know it didn't exist in casino royale and quantum although blofeld might have been pulling <coughs> excuse me blofeld might have been pulling some strings but the way just how they they quantum fails so spectacularly in both casino royale and quantum of solace that's when the higher ups go like okay let's we have to do better you know Oh, we gotta rebrand. Oh no, I, I, I you know what? There's I, that our all our nice theory doesn't work for one because of one more thing. I might be able to easy. There might be an easy way to fix it, but the ring, the ring with like DNA on it. Yeah, stupid ring. The stupidest thing ever. That's yeah. something I never. Yeah. Nobody washes their 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 jewelry in that universe. No. They're covered with sweat and blood and just like, oh no, I'll keep. And it just so happens the people that wore that ring are were the villains of each of the previous movies. Oh. It was it was Le Chief's ring, then Dominic Green's ring, then Silva's ring. Who knew he was an agent of Spectre? Ridiculous. Brilliant. Brilliant. You know, we just, we almost had it. We almost fixed so the So close. I'm heartburn. I'm crestfallen, Matthew. Oh, I won't be able to sleep tonight. Um, but it, it was, is that where the theory came to an end or was there more to it? Honestly, I didn't go through. 
I haven't yet. All right, you got three more chapters, four more chapters. I, I have not finished uh, Quantum, and I haven't started, and uh, I, I want to go all of them because even like Silver stuff with uh, M, I want to, I, I want to build a definitive timeline. Casino Royale and, and Quantum are two thousand six. Um, Sky Skyfall is two thousand twelve. Technically, um, uh, Spectre happens a year later because remember. Skyfall, he, uh, it's 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 probably no, November December because the the lake froze and I think you um, when you see some of the reports if you can zoom in on the date it's it's like er, er, late November that uh, most of the movie uh, happens in uh, and after that it had uh, well Spectre happens in no, on the November first yeah. the dead so yeah. it's uh, the first like more or less the first week of November I guess mm. so uh, yeah. Yeah. And who knows when when uh, No Time to Die uh, will be. That'll be interesting. Like, it's not going to actually be five years later, will it? I mean, it's... I... Hmm. Could be. Hmm. That'll be interesting. Could be, like, he's been retired for, like, a decade now. 30 years ago, and by. I was a spy when I my younger days. Yeah, well, actually, there's in fact, there was a spoiler that dropped online today. It's actually an older James Bond telling, because they're on a campfire and there are kids, and he's telling the tale of No Time to Die. Back in my days, in good old 2019. You didn't have the time to die. We called it No Time to Die. <laughs> it was No Time to Die. It was the time of spies. And we're bringing it back to Casino Royale. So we talked a little bit about the pre-production, the casting process, and the marketing. And my fan theory. Isaac. And your fan theory. And your fan theory. How about when you actually saw the film? Do you remember? I do remember. You do remember what was that like? It was, you know, uh, I was excited to watch. Like I went, no, I didn't dress up in a suit, but I wore like a, I wore a jacket. I wore a tie and I was super oh, really? hype. Yeah, I did. I was, I was freaking hype. If I could, after that movie, I would have went to the casino right away. I was so excited. It, it it's a grandiose movie. It's uh, I after like I was you know when that movie that music kicks in at the end. It's like, oh yeah, that's great. It's just it's just great, and the entire production, like the da- David Arnold's song score is brilliant, brilliant. Like the what I call it. Like, yeah, the tra- instrumental version. Of, well, you know my name is a great song, but the instrumental version of it that's weaved throughout is really strong. So beautiful, and the different versions of it. It's it's there during the African rundown chase. It's uh, there when he's putting on the tux. So it's a slower version of it. Like, there are many, many various interpretations, instrumental interpretations. They of also that song. bring it back, if I remember correctly, in Quantum. Do they? I don't remember that. Like I think for oh, do they? I thought they did for a while. Like when he doesn't, is it? Oh no, it's it's uh, oh, it's it's the other song that he brings in. I thought he did, but no, it doesn't. It's <laughs> you imagine other- David Arnold scoring. Uh, yes, he does this when he scores. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's scoring Quantum of Solace, and, he, and he's like, yeah, I guess the title songs are usually weaved instrumentally into these into these movies, but man, this new one sucks. I'm gonna use you know my name again. <laughs> no, but it would have fit, and I, I that's why I seem to remember. But when he drops the the, the necklace in the snow at the end of the movie, you just it's say Vesper's just, it's <laughs> Vesper's theme. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's also you know my name, isn't it? Vesper's theme is not you know my name. It's not. No. I'm not very musically talented, you know that. Yeah, but that's a little bit of a shocker right there. 
I told you, I never lied about my lack of musical. I'm like, eh. yeah, but it, just, it just went to another level that I did not know was even possible. <laughs> oh, I can get lower. You know, uh, Vespers theme. No, that's, you know, my name. Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> uh, that's the, no, Matt, that's the, that's the Superman march. <laughs> Vespers theme is like, da 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 Okay. You know my name is. Which obviously they sound exactly the same to you. Okay then. <laughs> no, they, they they sound different, but it's one is more memorable than the other. I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, but Vesper's theme isn't played as often. Yeah, uh, mind you, you know, you know my name, be it the song. Or the instrumental interpretations is like the theme of the movie. You know, and so. I went to see this thing in concert. Yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did see this thing in concert. Yay! Wow! C'est quasiment impressionnant. I'm the best. Uh, my first time, I, I, I think that's how the film impacted me so thoroughly. Like I remember, it was a Saturday. I was at university, and and me and some friends, you know, we were planning on seeing the movie that night, and then we go see the movie that night, <laughs> and there was just something was in the air in that in that movie theater room where, like, I think as the movie developed, black and white pre-title sequence, a very different type of title sequence. There's no half-naked babes anywhere briefest uh, mention oh. of Vesper. Um, the relationship between Bond and M. The parkour chase. As that movie is rolling, as it's developing, and we're getting deeper and deeper into the story, I remember the sense, I remember the energy that was in the room. And turning to my friend's Especially after the train, uh, you know, how do you like your, your food skewered? One sympathizes, you know, good evening, Miss Lynn. Uh, you know, she she walks away and he does his. <laughs> I remember my friends and me turn to each other, and I'm not a I'm not a talker in movie theaters, but this was just like we couldn't help it. We turned to each other, going like, "What the hell is going on? Is this like?" truly amazing movie like we're sort of like yeah it's like this freaking wild like what the hell is this thing and so the movie goes goes on and it ends david arnold's magnificent rendition of the james bond theme and you know that's the start of what is leading me to this couch talking about Casino Royale for like the fifth time since we've started this show. But that's that's what gets me. Uh, fourth? Fifth? Um, Wait, one time? Two time? Four, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. fourth. Fourth. Yeah. First review, concert, French. Yeah, yeah fourth time. Uh, and I'd be ready to do a fifth. But that's like that's that Saturday night in the theater taking in Casino Royale, first time viewing, that's the spark. That's like, no, no, no. You're going to stop pretending you don't like James Bond as much as you really do. It's actually awesome. And here I am today, 
and I think it's also around that time that I discovered uh, at first Joe Darlington's being James Bond podcast. Yep. That's started more or less around that time. And what the hell? Deliver? <laughs> I don't know. So it he started around that time. It 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 just grew. GBR uh, followed couple of years later more, little more than a couple yeah, years more than but, a couple yeah. years later 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 uh well david zaritsky uh, he's been growing his uh, influence his brand his brand since. he's an influencer yeah and um also i mean you, you had uh commander bond at a, a website they were a, good they were good they did a, have a podcast for a long time i'm surprised they're not around there their website's still up it's still updated from very irregularly mi6hq is taken over though yeah took them a while to have a pot it's a damn good one it took i was surprised how i, I was surprised, like man how come these guys don't have a podcast but now they do now they do they also have people everywhere because it's like literally people from everywhere show i don't know on that they show. have a great yeah. uh, uh brochette of yeah. talent yeah. On, on that show it's amazing so yeah it's it was just a spectacular night there was electricity in the air and and uh yeah we certainly did not go to bed early that night we just could not stop talking about the movie because it's a movie i think one of the reasons why the, the the your regular tom dick and jane will quote this one as like why well, you know i don't really care that much about james bond but i like casino royale thumbs up it's because it's that type it's of movie it's it goddamn good movie it's got what you need if you need your james bond hit and if you just want to watch a damn good movie it's, you can watch it too you that's know? the thing like sometimes you have oh it's it's a james bond movie no no this is a good movie it's not just a james bond movie no it's a good movie you should watch it the, the torture scene <laughs> that's the thing everyone goes back to that but it is it's, it's fantastic it's we've never seen that before never like uh, our, our hero can you you know i'd love to see somebody you know those deep fake videos i've been hoping that somebody takes put roger moore in there put roger moore put <laughs> actually put roger moore there. that would be the, the best one but you know flip 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 some of the actors put the Timothy Dalton in the train scene. Put uh, uh, Sean Connery in the final shootout. Uh, you know, fl- f- just just for shits and, and giggles, mm. it, w- it would be great. But yeah, put Roger Moore in the torture scene. It would be, <laughs> it would be fantastic. It's so against the type. He, like, it's not the type of scene he would have wanted to play. He never got that much into shape, anyways. No. So that's it's not his speciality, <laughs> but. Honestly, I think it would have, as an actor, I would have loved to see him do that 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 that, that sequence. That would have been something. That would have been something. It, I think it would have put it off. Like that actor has had much more talent than, than uh, people get, and I think he knows. But he, that he was more talented than he's always joking. I am a talentless act. He was lucky, uh, obviously in that business, but he was a damn good fine actor. He was a good actor. I've seen him in a couple of uh, more than a couple. I've seen him in a, in a number of other movies and a couple of TV shows. And no, he had the chops. He wasn't often given the role to demonstrate them, but when he was, no, he had him. He had him. He was. Oh, good. he made his money by being typecast, and good for him. Like any actor who makes a living, uh, just being an actor, good for them because it's 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 tough. 
it's really tough. The effect that that torture ha- scene has on on the viewer just as a human being. Let's be honest, as a man. Yeah. And as a James Bond fan, if you've not seen this movie before, is quite something. It's quite something. Okay, I wish I didn't like I could have seen that movie from a neophyte cuz when you watch a, a Bond movie, you accept certain things. Be, having your hero stripped naked, tied to a chair, and have his balls busted by a length of rope is not the thing. Like you can't imagine before 2006. That's the worst it got. Is a uh, 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 Pierce Brosnan's neck uh, got a little sore. That's the worst it mm. got. All this because you fell for a nun. Five more turns and your neck will break. Oh, Timothy Dalton's a little bloody in License to Kill. Yeah, but I'm talking especially. You know, License to Kill, he gets in the conveyor belt. Oh no, I'm gonna die. Mm. Like, that's the worst he got. Yeah. He got beat up, but I'm talking torture. And there's like cocaine in the air everywhere, oh, so he's having a good time. He's, he's probably like... high as a, as high as a, <laughs> a freaking kite. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's you don't see your heroes or the or the hero of the movie get There's beat up that thoroughly. There's always torture it's... scenes, but they never get to that level of the hero like no. so weakened, so fragile. Like he's a, like a naked baby in that that. Sequence. And Le Chief says it himself. Like I've never understood these elaborate torture sequences. Just go to what's you know, go to what works. You know, go to the crown jewels. Like then they don't. You don't really. You, You'll wake up tomorrow morning if you don't have your finger. You'll wake up tomorrow morning if you don't have your ear. You're not going to want to wake up. You will wake up, but you're not going to want to wake up if you don't have those anymore. <laughs> if, if your three-piece service plate uh, service is uh, broken, yeah, you just, you know, no. Like, you wish you didn't wake up uh, tomorrow what's morning. What's worse, get, getting your back and broken being paralyzed or having your three-piece service destroyed beyond recognition? Good question. <laughs> hey, welcome to the James Bond complex. <laughs> where we ask the tough questions. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that was a mesmerizing. That's also another scene where there was just, it was, it was fire in, in the audience when, when that was happening. You know, they tried to top that scene with the uh, dentist chair inspector. And we, you and I, we've been, I personally feel like it's one of the better books. I would probably put it on par with the best of Fleming if sometimes. Colonel if, Sun, yeah. Yeah, Colonel Sun. If you ask me sometimes, I'm like, but I didn't say it. I just whispered it. But sometimes I could say that. Mm. Uh, it's it's a the, the sequence is so unhygienic. It's so dirty and it's so... It's crass. It's crass and it's... And, effed up in so many ways like it, that tor- oh, yeah, they, when the when the prostitute comes in it's like stimulate him they could have never shot that scene the way it deserved to be like they, they, what they did was so like it's a dentist chair it's nothing it's it's nothing i mean i i don't want uh i don't want a needle going into my ear or or my neck or underneath my eye mind you but yeah it was i mean i <laughs> The context has a lot to do with it. Yeah. In the book, like if it was, it Blofeld was, was sort of straddling <laughs> Daniel Craig, like Christoph was like jabbing needles in his. Head. It would have been weird, but it would have been memorable and 
And he would have been able to put of all the people you're gonna cast Blofeld and and do that. Yeah, might as well cast Christoph Waltz. I, I don't understand why they never didn't shoot it as it is in the book. They paid the they they paid something to the uh, the estate uh, uh, of the guy who wrote the book, which is named of Robert Markham. Thank you, <laughs> Robert Markham's estate. It's it's sort of well can claim is really, but yeah. But so I'm like, man, they 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 they, yeah. they, mess, they messed about the the. Because I don't think they'll ever beat, they'll ever be able to beat the uh, Casino Wild torture scene. I think he, the, the, it's a trope. Honestly, they, they should avoid doing anymore because it's just like you're gonna get, never gonna beat that. What? Because you need to do a torture, torture somebody, but without removing anything, like so, so, sort of a cosmetically okay torture. What? What can you do that's not gonna mm. leave a mark? Oh, we're gonna tighten your throat a little bit <laughs> or when you stretch you on a table and point a laser near your junk that is a good scene though it's a good scene but as a torture sequence it's it's the dialogue that's memorable hmm. not the torture because it's be- like it is to be supposed to be torture but it just looked like oh it's gonna get va- 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 vasectomy yeah well again it's any anytime these things are yeah. threatened I, I get a little mm. Mm. I think oh, any thanks. man does that but yeah um, our villain. What about uh, well, again? Mads. There, there again is something that it felt so different because well, a he doesn't usually the Bond villains don't usually they don't survive the movie, uh, but this takes it an extra length in the in the sense that he's axed at the end of Act Two. That's how Act Two ends. Our lead villain is dead. Yeah, uh, which was kind of surprising, uh, and. Secondly, and we're far from the first podcast or, or blogger or what have you to say this, he's a very different villain because he's coming from a place of desperation. Uh, the the irony is that he doesn't even know that he has to go to Casino Royale because of the because of the dude he'll be playing against at Casino <laughs> Royale. He doesn't know that actually. I think he has inside intel that Arlington Beach is in fact someone named James Bond. But I don't think he knows James Bond is the one that screwed up his uh, no. Skyfleet. Because uh, I so. don't think I think he would have killed him if he knew. Yeah, it's like you again. Take care of him. But um, Mads Mikkelsen, not an actor that was very well known. Uh, I didn't know who he was, to be honest with you. I know he had made like the Pusher trilogy, which to this day I still haven't seen. Although apparently it's really good, uh, and apparently that's what put him on the map for yeah. Barbara and and Michael. Uh, and and they were quite. I don't. I I haven't been able to find a whole lot about the casting process for the shift. I think they I think it's, it was one of those things where like struggled. or rather they struggled or Mads Mikkelsen was one of the early names that came up and it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, why why would it not be him, you know? And apparently they had to call him a few times because he was busy. He did a lot of work in his native Denmark. So it's not like he came answering their phone call the first time. Apparently it was like the third time that they really had to like, would you Please, please, please read for this movie, and they did, and or he did rather, and it's it worked. He's so, you know, we were talking about the torture scene in in uh, Colonel Sun, which is very unsavory, crass, and and unhygienic, as you put it. You know, Le Chiff kind of strikes me as someone that's. I mean, I guess he's clean because he's, but there's something about him that is unclean as well. There's just something oily. About him, especially in that scene, it's like everyone's sweating like profusely. Yeah, oh, in the torture one. Yeah, yeah, 
Oh yeah, he's sweating more than than Bond. He's got the 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 the, the tear ducting. He's got the scar. He's got the he's the breathalyzer thing. He's just, there's there's something unhealthy about that man. Yeah, and you get the sense that as a character, all he has is his mathematical mind. He's obviously not a, doesn't really look like much of a fighter. He's almost blind in one eye. Uh, he needs his breathalyzer, whatever it's called. It's asthma medicine. Asthma medicine, thank you. Uh, you know, you can't really rely on this guy for a whole lot of things, except making money and playing the stock market. It's a, it's a villain that is coming from um, a point of weakness insofar that he is physically a weak character. He's physically weak in, in multiple ways. And he's, he has been weakened by his, his, his unfortunate, his plans went up in smoke on the stock market. So he's, he's actually, our lead villain is weaker than our hero and yet it still works. It's kind of like the wounded lion. Oh, yeah. The, the animal is at its most dangerous, his or her most dangerous, when they're cornered and injured. And that's why Le Chiff is so dangerous. It's desperate. It ain't because he's going to fight James Bond and maybe he can win. You know, no. It's, it's because he's smart. He knows his numbers. He, he's so good with numbers that he can, in his mind, I suppose, f- not fix a poker game, but... He's so good with numbers that he can sort of fix a poker game and outplay <laughs> players. Um, and he's desperate, so he's going to do whatever it takes to win. And that's, it's a really interesting vantage point to write and play as an actor, a villain from. Uh, this guy doesn't have his secret hideout. This guy doesn't have his laser. Um, he's on the run. He's on the run from his own, he's on the run from his own employers. Oh, he's uh, weakened. So, yeah, and he's, oh, by the way, Mads Mokison is a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, 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 that's the thing. That's the movie that put him on the map. That's movie, without that movie, he's not in the Marvel movies. He's not an able actor. He's just a schmo that was, like he was, before that, he was in uh, the uh, Excalibur movie, not Excalibur, the, the King Archer movie with Clive Owen. That's the, oh, the really? yeah, that's that. tough. I think he got he was cast around the time that that movie came out, but and that's oh I'm like oh that's the villain of the new Bond movie and I'm like he's just a dude he's literally just a dude in that movie it's a waste of screen time yeah, I don't I barely that remember that movie to be honest yeah. I remember the controversy of the poster because they gave uh, Kieran Knightley a more advantageous uh, cleavage that she had in real oh, life yeah. yeah it's really notorious oh, she's a bit of a twig. Yeah. Very pretty face, but she's a bit of a twig. Can't, well, you didn't really say a whole lot about Le Chiffre. I mean, just, you... I just did. All right. I felt like I went on for a while and you sort yeah, of just... Yeah, but I'm like, I'm, I'm listening to you, so I'm like, I, I agree with you. S- speaking of uh, interesting casting processes, uh, Eva Green. I heard <coughs> things. I don't know if you can can confirm that, but I heard they, they were gunning for Angelina Jolie for that role. Not Barbara and Michael. Uh, so not true at all. Not Barbara and Michael. Uh, the higher ups at MGM were much more, and Sony were, although maybe not Amy Pascal, uh, but the higher ups were very keen 
That Angelina Jolie's name does come up in my readings, uh, but that's more of a higher up type of you know. Well, you did Haley Berry the last time. You did Denise Richards the time before that. You know what's wrong? But Barbara and Michael, especially Barbara, uh, are very adamant that we want to do this right. Like we're not going to cast someone just because they're popular. Daniel Craig, Mads Mikkelsen, you know. Uh, the, the the only exception in the whole bunch is Judy Dench, you know. Yeah. Um, which they totally acknowledge is like, yeah, this this makes no sense since we're rebooting this thing, but it's Judy Dench, so yes, we're gonna hire <laughs> you. Um, which I even I'd be like, sure, Judy Dench. She, so yeah. To her credit, she plays it completely different. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great relationship uh, with with Daniel Craig and then Bond really, but as for Evergreen. That's a really interesting part of, of what I was reading this week. Uh, the two finalists, you, you want to know who, you want to know who was butting heads? Who who would have I fallen in love with in the parallel universe? Olivia Wilde. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, interesting. I don't know how good her British accent is. That's weird, though, because she made a movie with Daniel Craig a couple of years after. Oh, really? She's in Cowboy and Aliens. Oh, right. For the, for the three forgive me for having erased that from my memory <laughs> but yes the last two women standing were evergreen and olivia wilde quite something uh other names fandy newton was discussed uh and there was another name that i knew hold on a second Oh, he's grabbing the book. He's yeah. grabbing the book. Yeah, because it was a name I knew. That's why. And I was like, really? She was. They would talked about her. The casting of Vesper Lind had been narrowed down to Evergreen and Olivia Wilde. Other actresses rumored to be rumored to be the up to the role were Rachel McAdams. She was popular. And Thandie Newton. There was studio pressure to think about A-listers Angelina Jolie and Charlize Theron. Barbara outlined the difficulties of finding the right actress. Vesper, she's in Bond lore. She's the female icon. She's the one that has the largest impact on Bond's character. End quote. Casting director Debbie McWilliams confirmed the latter two, so Wild and Green, uh, were strongly considered. Uh, the casting of a star like Halle Berry was quite odd in itself. Everybody thinks there was a precedent set by that. You'll see that most of the girls we have chosen haven't been that well-known at all. We did talk about Audrey Tutu, uh, but then we didn't want the Da Vinci Code girl. And I met with Cécile de France, whom I don't know, uh, but her English really wasn't up to scratch. Cécile de France? I don't know who Cécile de France is. Cécile de France, I think she's... she Yeah. She's... The name does sound familiar. Hold on. I think she's in... I'm going to say a horror, one of, a horror movie. Okay. She's in High Tension. That's a, the horror, a horror movie that came out in 2003. Okay. Um, that's where I knew her from. She's 44. So, yeah, she would have been age appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The accent. You know, you need to play British. And I know, and if, I know as a source, because as I stated, my one of my old roommates was best friends with Evergreen mm. while growing up. Allegedly, but yeah, apparently she even when she was a kid, she really like she 
could flip. And her parent, her, her, her one of her, her mother's French and her dad is English. So I think she, 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 mm. she that's how she's fluent in both. So yeah. But she doesn't do as many uh, French movies as she used to in, early in her career. In her career, she was doing more French movies. Now she yeah. just do, does Dumbo and big Tim Burton cartoon reboots. The, the book has trouble establishing <clears throat> what exactly put Evergreen on Babs and McGee's radar, but it might have been Kingdom of Heaven, uh, which was the wow. summer before. Not not the summer 2006, but the summer 2005. Yeah. So, and apparently uh, Martin Campbell like loves Ridley Scott, so it might have been Martin Campbell that said, oh, who's that? You know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, good taste. Whoever, you know, I've made no secret that I have a huge crush on her. Welcome to the club. It, it would be very awkward for me to like uh, meet her in person because of that. I'm like, uh, she, she's, oh, she's such an amazing, beautiful woman. She and seems she, kind she, of shy in real life. She, she, she apparently she is, and in multiple interviews she says that she is, and that, uh, and but she she honestly she looks very funny, and, and when you see her in an interview, she's like, we all have this image of me being this strange eight year old person, and and I'm like she's just I'm just shy and kind of mm. not comfortable, but just I, she puts on that a persona. Yeah, I mean, some people will do that to fight some of their. I don't want to say demons necessarily, but their 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 awkwardness, their social awkwardness. The what they'll do is they'll put on a bit of a persona, possibly. I'm I'm not saying she's like a pose or anything like that, but maybe she's yeah, she needs to do that to to uh, yeah. you know she's popular. She's a good actress. She's also stunningly beautiful. The spotlight's going to be on her a lot. So oh, if she so. already has a problem being in public, yeah, she needs to figure something out, which <laughs> evident she has apparently. So yeah. Um music wise we we have david arnold and i think it's his most perfect score of all time what's really interesting i find uh about david arnold's work on casino royale is that much like the film itself it's such a different beast from what we saw before other than golden eye brosnan the brosnan era is pretty much the david david arnold era and and I love those scores, but if you listen to them carefully, they get more technical tech technoy. Yeah, they get more technoy. Yeah, they're very they're, they're, they are very technoy. They're very of their time. They're, but they it it it, it uh, but the the level of technoiness we're just making stuff up increases from TND to Twine to Dad. Like Dad, there are some tracks in Dad. It's like what is happening. I. I, I, I favor a little bit more uh, Twine than the other two, but yeah, the by D, Dying of the Day, Dad is just... Sometimes, it's, yeah. It's just, whoa, to tone down. I think by changing actor, it just... I, everyone seems to have been reinvigorated by by, by the, the changing of not only the actor, but the tone, mm. every, the script, everything seems to have fallen into place to make the classic movie that it is. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And and the point I was going to bring up about David Arnold specifically was I feel the score to Casino Royale not only is, is it a great score and I love listening to it and I can listen to it and, and feel many, many different emotions, whether sadness, romanticism, uh, the, the, the desire to go for a run, just put on that African rundown track. But 
So not only is it a great score, not only is it a great Bond score, it's a wonderful demonstration of the fact that he had he had a lot more tricks up his sleeve than what he did in uh, Tomorrow, The World, and, and oh, Die Another no, Day, no. which are great soundtracks. I love listening to those three soundtracks, but the change of pace and the change of tone to the casino, you'd think like, no, this is not David Arnold. They didn't get the same guy again. Like, they did? Really? Like, it's, it's really impressive. It's a shame he's not coming back for... For the next one, like, to me, it's 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 it's. I wouldn't say tragedy. That would be oh, too much. We'll but see it's, what this new guy comes up with. So. Yeah, but I, I'm. It's a present. I'm 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 missing right now. Yeah, well, I think well, a lot of people have poo pooed. Um, what's his name? I Thomas know, Newman. I know you like him. But I like him. I don't love him, but I I have no problem going to bat for Thomas Newman. I think he's actually done pretty good work. You know. Oh, we only have two choices for No Time to Die. Well, I know they made their choice, but let's pretend. Oh, we only have two choices for No Time to Die. It's going to be David Arnold or Thomas Newman. Now, of course I'm going to go for David Arnold. Uh, but no, I didn't dislike Thomas Newman. I, and in fact, I think there are some tracks on both of those two scores that are quite good. But certainly the Casino Royale one, because you have the instrumental variations of um, You Know My Name. You have uh, uh, Vesper's theme. Uh, he contributed to the making of You Know My Name, the song. Uh, you have African Rundown. You have Miami International. Like, what? That is a 12 minute long track. You don't get those very often anymore. That's almost like a symphonic movement, 12 minutes. Maybe not as long, but it's getting there at 12 minutes. And it is so cool. I love listening to Miami International because it goes through many phases. Yeah. He's in the taxi following Dimitrios. They go to the body exhibit. He goes into, then he's following the. the, the whatever dude uh, throughout the airport then there's the chase on the tarmac and this and it's it's a wonderful wonderful track I absolutely love it absolutely love it and um, there are two moments in particular that I love a lot and it's instrumental versions of You Know My Name it's the one that plays uh, when we cut to the train where Bond and Vesper meet I think that's a great moment and my favorite one is it's a slightly longer track, and it's at the end of the track, but it's when they've arrived in um, uh, Montenegro, which is actually, they're actually in, in the Czech Republic, but whatevs. Um, they've arrived in Montenegro, and uh, as Bond is driving up, I believe, to meet with Vesper and uh, Mathis, there is just an absolutely sublime string version of, of You Know My Name, which just gives me such a boner every time I listen it's to it. Beautiful. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, no, aces. Aces. Speaking of cards, aces. <laughs> now, let's talk about the cards. You know poker. I, know I don't. Poker. I may know it soon. It's you tease will. of an upcoming episode at some point. But uh, So, since you know the game and I don't, which, first of all, before I let you come in, it's a testament to how great this movie is and how great that sequence is. I don't really understand what's going on, and I love it. <laughs> but you know what's going on. So yes. what do you think of that sequence? I love it. Yeah? You know, I don't, you know, for the love of me, I never remember the cards that he has on the table, but I know that the last end that he plays, the last and the final end, from the from the get-go, from, uh, I don't remember the terms, all the terms of poker, because uh, when... You get four, five communal cards. Uh, the first three that you flip, the it has a name. Then there's a, the second, 
the for, the fourth card you communal card that you flipped this is interrupted by rounds of betting the fourth and the fifth and one I have a different name but I know that from the get-go from the first when they first turn over the the, the cards with his two cards and the, the three that he, they, they're already on the table bun as the best hand and he never he never over overbids. He lets the other guys like I'm gonna bid fifty ah, They're very aggressive mm. bids, and then Bond just following, following, following. And by the end, like, but Elashif also has a great hand, and he's looking at Bond. He's, he's like, I think I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna beat him. I'm gonna beat this guy. There's, there's no way he can beat me. Like the way he's acting, and it's just, no, there's no way. So he, he he goes all in, and Bond just looks sheepishly at this card. It's like he's already committed, so mm. he's, he's like pushes his card, push, pushes his plot, and like he, he went all in, and the cards start flipping. And so the first guy comes in, he's like, I I, I got this, and he's super happy. Second guy beats but the first. But are they good hands? They're good hands from what I remember. Like, I, I would need to watch a movie. Like, uh, it's not something I've recorded in my brain to uh, a such degree. But I know that each player has a better hand. Then comes mm. to Le, Le Chiffre. And Le Chiffre, like, is freaking amazing hand. And people are like, ooh. And he beat everyone. And Bon just flips his card and he, he won. And, like, everyone's like the shiver just damn fun and he's yeah he's stunned he's stunned can barely move so i i i i, I as a amateur poker poker player i'm nowhere like i'm not an expert i love i i know i know texas hold them there's multiple uh ways of playing poker i know mostly just texas hold them which well, what's the, the particularity about texas hold them poker uh you, the communal card basically cuz some 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 cards you have five cards and you so I don't know the, the term, but you have sort of what the poker that uh, Mel Gibson plays in um, the Western and he made uh, Maverick, which is an adaptation of an old TV show. And you have five cards and you you, you, you can change cards uh, and bet, bid mm. on the on new cards. You don't have communal cards. You just have your five cards. So you, I prefer Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. Even before the movie, I preferred Texas Hold'em. I think it's a little more... Uh, it's sexier. I I, right. I, I I think it's it's it the communal card. It it makes it more a communal experience. I guess okay. when I play with friends, I everyone plays Texas Hold'em. It's it's. it's Is that like what they show on TV on yeah. TSN at like two o'clock in the morning? That's Texas Hold'em. That's the, the Texas. Oh, okay. You have two cards and you have communal cards, and the goal of the game is to get the better end. And you okay. it, 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 you have uh, a small blind, a big blind, um, and each. Depending on the, the the rules you play, some people have a timer that every time, uh, every like five minutes, the the, the bid, the minimal bid increases and increases. Okay. So you kind of remove people right, as you right, go right, along right, and right. it finishes. They fold? No, they just, they, they, well, they, they get bankrupt. So you, they know oh. if there's a buy-in, they might try and buy their way in to, to make their money back. If not, they're just, they, they just kicked out. They just lost. Hmm. You fold, hmm. fold is when Let's say there's a turn of bidding, and uh, I look at my cards. I look at the communal cards. I have nothing. Like I have a pair of, of uh, tubes. Like not nothing very interesting. I can either hope that 
the, th the fourth and fifth card are going to give me like a super wow amazing end or I can just fold, which means I'm not betting. I'm just placing my cards down and th the game goes on. But if right. you're the small blind, automatically you have to bid half of the uh, the 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 the, the uh, minimum bid, and if you're the big blind, you have to automatically bi bid uh, the 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 initial bid. And then the, the people follow, and if you're the small blind, it comes back to you. You can either fold, or you know what, I'm gonna go the full amount. Yeah, the other fifty percent. Exactly. So there's a built-in mechanism for the uh, for you to be forced to bid. Hmm. So. And the, the the you know the the small blind the big blind they always shift in the uh, clock pattern so that everyone is forced to eventually bid. You can't just go no, I'm not touching that. No, I'm not touching because it kind of defeats the purpose of the game. It's, it's to either win money or lose money. That's usually what happens. What you're trying to do at gambling. Yeah. Well, what, no, that's not true. What you're trying to do is win, not lose. But one of those two things will happen. Yes. <laughs> So that's good to know. Good to know. It's it's honestly it's <coughs> better than Chemin de Fer, which is like Chemin de Fer, de, de Fer, which is like a different version of blackjack. Almost, if we remember correctly, you have to to have had have the number closest to nine. Uh, yeah, so, but that sounds a lot like vingt-et-un. Yeah, that's blackjack and vingt-et-un. Pretty much the same, from what I understood. I I might be mistaken, but they're they're, they're very similar games. You know, we're gonna remake Casino Royale. It's gonna be a game of trou de cul. <laughs> <laughs> that I can play. That I like. <laughs> I haven't played that one in a while. I might need to. I might need a little refresher on the rules. You but. know, uh, I've been thinking because my my brother is uh, dating a, a girl that has like a couple of kids. I'm thinking you know, I should make a James Bond movie with kids and having them like kid little kids like as Bond villains and one of them is, like they could play trou de cul. It's a fairly simple game. Simple, if I, if I remember correctly, it's a fairly simple game. Yeah. Monsieur Bond, like well, I, 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 I think eventually I'm gonna try and convince the, her to. It would be funny. <laughs> Speaking of uh, poker and Casino Royale, um, I haven't checked it out in a while, but there's still people selling it. Um, you know, Casino Royale eventually came out on DVD. Yeah. A few times, then yes. on Blu-ray. A, a few. Are times. you talking about the the the, the package with the, the cards? Yeah, the little. I have, I have that. Oh, you have it. I have the nice, cards. Nice, nice. But the, I don't have the, the you know they had they had the, like a case of actual poker chip, but that thing is like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, mm. and probably like yeah. Yeah, no, I've the, the the DVD with the of which apparently is the full screen version, the DVD that I, comes with the cards. I gave it away. I gave the DVD. Oh, I didn't who care. cares? But uh, yeah, I've seen it for as low as twenty, twenty-five bucks. I'm like, you know what? For like the official brand cards, yeah, I'll buy that. I haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger, but uh, but you're saying you have it, so I probably won't now. But uh, I remember that coming out. That was a lot of fun. I remember buying the DVD. I, oh, I was so excited! Yeah, I think it came out in March. The DVD, if I'm not mistaken, probably something. like that. They usually do when the movies come out. In, well, like, these November. days, they, it's like three month window. Like Avenger came out at the beginning of the summer. It's already on DVD. Yeah, it was April last weekend of April, mid mid April? That's mid -April, last weekend, yeah, like yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah, even and we're yeah, not yeah. quite done with August, and it's already out. So, oh, November to March is not very long. If the movie came out in November, Casino Royale, and you're saying the DVD came out in March. It's four months. It's not oh, too bad. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, so I remember the DVD, and I remember being a little bit disappointed with the DVD because let's remember going back to friend of the oh. show Joe Darlington, they spent. 
tons of him and Scott, who's actually back on the show now. Um, they went through the whole uh, Ultimate Edition DVD sets, uh, which, of course, I bought after seeing Casino Royale. Like, all that stuff came out at the same time. And that was one of my, you know, the Bond 50 set is great. I love having them on iTunes. It's fantastic. But, you know, I'll always remember the times I spent, you know, watching those DVDs and the special features. They were so thorough. Yes. Man, that first Casino Royale DVD was it's bare bones. bare bones. It's Ugh. Bare- it's it's what the the woman of Bond or the Bond girls are forever, which is fine, but it's not very Casino Royale related. Yeah, so that was disappointing. It's a little bit uh, meh. But they do they re-release it. I think in the lead up to Quantum, I still have the DVD box, and the reason why I have the DVD box is for some insane reason the disc on the Bond Fifty set. First of all, the iTunes copy of Casino Royale has the special features from the original DVD. Ooh. Yeah. The Bond 50 disc has the commentary from the special effects and the stunt people, not the McGee Arden Campbell commentary. So I got to keep that DVD. It's true. I have to keep that. I am not letting go of that DVD. Don't, don't lose it. <laughs> if it's I want to listen to that commentary. You know Universal has the rights now. I'm sure like come... I, I, honestly, February, I March. Um, I don't know. We've all bought those sets, man. I didn't buy the one that came out for Spectre because uh, uh, I have Bond 50. Not one, not two, but not three. 4K James Bond. That's where. I'm, that's true. That's, that's true. what they're going to do. But I'm not a. First of all, I'm not equipped for 4K. I'm Neither am I. <laughs> and or, B, or, the iTunes, if you are equipped with 4K, the it's on the iTunes, yeah. You know what? They're, 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 they'll do something. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Honestly, if for a fair price, and honestly, it sounds bad, but not the price they're asking for. Because right now, it's, I think for to get the entire set on digital copy, it's around it's around one hundred and sixty seven dollars on Google Play. I'm like, for let's say between between around one hundred dollars, eventually I would I, if there there's a coupon at one point eventually I'll, I'll pull the trigger that's what I bought them for they were on special I think during like a boxing week sale so but that's when I bought the, I pulled the trigger don't, on iTunes don't 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 lose your physical media people like I, like I, honestly as much as I enjoyed well, digital not James Bond huh? not James Bond anyways not James Bond but there's some stuff you can get rid of <laughs> I got rid of my Blade Trinity <laughs> DVD I still have my Blade Trilogy so I still have Blade Trinity oh good <laughs> I've Good for you. Good for you. But uh, yeah, it's weird that yeah the, the the Casino Royale and the Quantum on Quantum iTunes is also bare bones DVD. Yeah, and that never got a special edition. Nobody wants a special edition of that movie. I'll take a special edition of that movie. I actually would. I'd love to have a commentary track <laughs> by the director to find out. Try to explain yourself. Fi- yeah, explain yourself. What kind of drugs are you taking? <laughs> but uh, do you need to talk to somebody about your? Your, your 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 brain because <laughs> mm, it obviously works a lot faster than ours does because yeah man. too fast too, too fast f- too furious that's what that movie is <laughs> yep all right i think it's when you're starting making references to fast and furious 2 it's mm. time to go mm, just out of curiosity yeah it's time to go 90 minutes is the cutting cutting point now all good movies should last 90 minutes. Oh, there, there's a 90-minute version of Casino Royale somewhere. 
Yeah, how long is it? Two fifteen. Yeah, just that's, about. That's that's. It's a long movie, but it's there's, there's a there's a good version of Spectre that lasts ninety minutes. Yeah. Mm. Length is not a sign of quality because all the Transformers movie would be the most beautiful, fantastic, smartly written movies of all time, mm-hmm. and they are not. Unfortunately, there's always that potential. That's what I always say. You know, there's always that potential. But no. that's not the Transformers complex. No, maybe one day. Maybe the one day there will be an Optimus Detour or something like that. The Bumble, the Bumble Detour. The Optimus Detour. <laughs> no, no, the no, Prime no, no. Detour. We're keeping no, no. The Optimus Detour, <laughs> just to make fun of those movies. That would be a fun episode. Well, we can talk about the comics, the toys, the cartoons. They're yeah, my my favorites back in the day when I was a kid. I liked them a lot. Yeah, so did I. That and the Ghostbusters cartoon. That that was good too. I did like that. Uh, so uh, thus ends our. I won't call it our last conversation about Casino Royale because you know it'll come back in some, but maybe not another. Or let's sit down and talk about the movie again, but it'll come back in some shape or form. Uh, so this has been Casino Royale Reloaded. We but we went back to Casino and lo and behold, we still came wait, 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 do we, Edgar, Edgar, I forgot to ask you. It's really important. You have to well, answer you this seem, question. Yeah, no, 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 no. You have to answer this question. Yeah, what you have in your mind. It's really important. Uh, do we have people everywhere? We do have people everywhere, including at Casino Royale. Uh, for example. For example. For example. <laughs> we have the www.thejamesbondcomplex.com, which is also our shadow Instagram. Nope. Uh, Tumblr. <laughs> what is it? Whatever. Tum- yeah, whatevs. There is an Instagram. There's an Instagram. That's your baby. Oh, you can remain your baby for as long as you see fit. Search for us, however, on that platform at the James Bond Complex. I know that much. Um, we're also on Twitter at the Bond Complex. We're on Facebook, uh, which is the one I seem to, I, I, the one I value the most, just because I, I feel that's the one where the most activity happens. Uh, so search for us at the James Bond, not, no, just search for the James Bond Complex on Facebook. I'm getting this all mixed up. It's been a heck of a day. It's, yeah, um, apparently. <laughs> we, we won't reveal when we started and what time it is now, but it's been a day. What time uh, is it, though? You could say forever and oh, a day. Tabernacle. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were a little bit earlier than that. No, we're not. Uh, so Plus we, I'm hungry now. Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the dot com, and the Tumblr. We'll Google uh, YouTube. Of course, we keep promoting the YouTube. It's you know very much a work in progress, but we're getting there. Uh, we're obviously on Google Play, which is one of our major platforms to listen to us. You can listen to us on our base, home base, our our hosts, which is Anchor FM. And last but certainly not least, there's iTunes, where you can search for the James Bond Complex, subscribe, write a review, and of course, like the old uh, coloring books, got five stars there, put some gold, one choice of color, it's gold because we love gold. We love gold, we love only gold, (laughs) only gold, we love gold. That's not, it wasn't bad, actually. It wasn't half bad. So, yeah, give us a five-star gold, glowing Golden Gun review. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I actually, I actually am on Instagram, but unlike 
your Instagram, which kind of alludes to your Bond fandom. My Instagram almost has nothing to do with Bond fandom. Mine's a little bit mishmash of everything, uh, my personal one. But yeah, I do focus a little bit on the uh, Bond 25 Mm. Fitness Challenge. It's true. I did post a little video the other day about... uh, I was was under the hot sun. I appreciate. I appreciate. It kind of makes... forces me to like you know what i gotta but i'm gonna fix my schedule like i i can fix my schedule i can fix my debt if i can fix my debt i can fix my exercise like i just need more time it just mm. i just re- came to the realization like i can't do gotta make the time yeah i gotta make time mm. there's stuff that i need to sacrifice for better things in the long run Shrubland Sessions number two. Shrubland, Shrubland Sessions, sessions yeah, number two. yeah that's too late for Shrublands. yeah the first one did start at the end of a review but <laughs> No, no, not uh, this time. So I'm I'm on Twitter though. Uh, double O Pop. That's uh, double O. How do you spell O H? That's how you do it. Underscore. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what is your Instagram? It's a little bit simpler. It's Matoclair with two T's. No, your Instagram is oh, something double O seven. Matoclair with two T's and a double O seven at the end. Sorry. There you go. That the other one was my Twitter. So just it's as, getting late. It's almost like it's past ten. Yeah. We've been doing this for... You got here at noon? Yeah. Uh, uh, there have been reasons, which one of which will probably be revealed very soon. Uh, like, I've already said too much. You know what? By the time yeah, this like, episode comes cares? out, it Whatever. was like six months ago. Whatever. Whatevs. Uh, so just as James Bond always returns, so too will the James Bond complex. Toujours un plaisir. Merci à la prochaine. Et au revoir.
I am Inspector Jacques Clouseau. I am here on a very important case. Boswell. Nigel Boswell. Agent 006. Know what that means? Because I do. You are one short of the big time. I too am on a very important case, Inspector, so you will understand what I mean when I tell you no one must know that.